Hi, y'all. I'm Olivia, and thank you for joining us on A Very Merry Netflix Christmas, the Christmas Advent Calendar Podcast. Can you hear my fridge go off? I hope you sure can. I sure hope you can. That fridge sounds just like Christmas with its freezer and its snow. You know, it's like a winter wonderland in your freezer. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for joining. Yeah. I personally love made-for-TV Christmas movies every Christmas. I try to watch 25 every year. The most I've gotten to is like 18 or 20, but this year we're doing 25. Isn't that right, Sean? Yeah. Hi, I'm Sean, and I'm the exact opposite of Olivia. I don't watch made-for-TV Christmas movies. I don't watch Netflix Christmas movies. My Christmas movie, I have two go-to Christmas movies, Jingle All the Way and Die Hard. I don't watch any other Christmas movies. I don't give a shit. I'm sorry. Die Hard All the Way. It's a Christmas movie. If you don't if you don't want to consider it a Christmas movie, you know, I don't care. It's my Christmas movie. <laughs> Wow. Uh, Thank you, Sean. Hot takes right off the bat. Hot takes right off the bat. So when Sean and I were thinking about this podcast and like which movies to do, I knew the first movie that we had to do was A Christmas Prince. A Christmas Prince is a Netflix classic. Okay. Um, 2017. What What sense of the word? I would. If you would have let me fucking finish talking, you would have heard. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm not actually mad. Oh. That was a sarcastic sorry. Oh, okay. Again, I just value your friendship too much, Sean. Well, I value your friendship, Olivia. Well, I was about to say because your friendship is like worth nothing. So, um, Wow, like the budget of this movie. <laughs> I would say they actually had a pretty decent budget because they rented like oh, a yeah, castle. Compared to, compared to some of the other ones. Listeners, so you know. Part of what inspired this podcast is that Olivia forced me, and I have to stress, forced me to watch A Night Before Christmas. No, The Night Before Christmas. I don't fucking remember. She forced <laughs> me to watch this piece of garbage. And Which, how did I force you? You're in another state. We're in two different time zones. I just called you up like a, it was either Sunday or Monday night, and I was like, what are you doing tonight? Oh, nothing perfect. No, no. You called me like every day saying, Sean, Sean, we got to watch Night Before Christmas, Sean, Night Before Christmas. And she talked my ear off for hours about this goddamn movie. I'm like, God, I got to get this over with. So we watched it and it was terrible, but I knew inherently oh man this would be a great podcast if we went through this and like my misery and olivia's joy (laughs) would be just a great podcast idea so that's that's what i'm doing for you listeners i'm putting myself through christmas hell and back (laughs) for you and what i'm doing is i'm watching some of my favorite Christmas movies that I I unabashedly enjoy and I watch them with someone who is just shitting on them the whole time. The I'm whole like time. Rudolph just leaving the turds and behind me. I think that when we watched The Night Before Christmas, I I took so much pleasure in your hatred of it and I was like, I know it's terrible and you were like, how could you like this movie? And I was like, I was very sad when I watched it last year. Nine times. <laughs> 
and that does that doesn't include the like four months like because whenever I go to sleep I have to like listen or have something playing for like about an hour hour and a half and this movie was perfect like for four months every night for four months I would fall asleep to this movie I could probably quote the first five of the night the first five minutes of the night before Christmas just off the top of my head but we're not talking about the night before Christmas Sean we're talking about a goddamn Christmas Prince because this movie is a classic. It was one of the first Netflix Christmas movies and it is like, it is referenced in so many other Netflix Christmas movies. Um, it really is like, it's the OG, it's the beginning of the canon. And I think they really came out strong with this one. The other ones that we're going to watch Christmas inheritance, it's terrible, but a Christmas Prince, like they really like, they put a lot of money into it. They put a lot of thought into it. They basically copied Hallmark's crown for Christmas. I I will admit, even though I'm probably going to shit on most of these Christmas Netflix movies, I'm looking at you night before Christmas. (laughs) I did have a better time with this one than I expected. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. What were you expecting from A Christmas Prince? I need to stress, night before Christmas... (laughs) set my bar so low (laughs) so low it's like you know like if you had to like jump over like a a very low bar like for gym class or something and you'd go man that's easy the bar was so low it was literally just on the ground like there was no way you could not get over that bar you just literally (laughs) need to step over it to get over that bar i think we should explain part of the night before christmas involves a time traveling English knight from the 1300s. He time travels to present day. That that's the kind of shit we're dealing with in the night before Christmas. It makes even less sense in that movie. <laughs> and his name, because I'm going to refer to him constantly throughout this podcast, is Sir Cole. But I'm just going to call him Circle, <laughs> like the shape, because that's what they should have joked about. Because they put that in there for some reason, but they didn't because they're idiots. Anyway, Circle, he's what I'm going to compare every male romantic love interest to. Yeah, which you you kept bringing up when we were watching Christmas Prince. You're like, okay, Olivia, Prince Richard or Circle? And I was like, you know I'm going with Prince Richard. Like, he is so hot. He can shoot a bow. He can ride a horse. He can shoot a gun. What, 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 what does Circle do? I mean, he can't even catch a fucking skunk. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about this. He, he, he can't even catch a skunk to eat it in <laughs> someone's backyard. I mean, Which, what a chump. Is he really a knight? I don't think so. Some context. He stays with Vanessa Hudgens and he has a bonfire in the front yard and he tries to catch a skunk to eat it for dinner. And she's like, let's go get burgers. Oh, classic. Okay, so while we're on the topic, something I brought up with Olivia, and this might be a recurring segment. So we there's this one scene in the movie where Prince Richard is shooting arrows and showing, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a great archery expert, you know? And, and a Christmas prince. Mm-hmm. Prince Richard from a Christmas prince. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I was like, Olivia, Sir Cole uses his sword a little bit, not super often, but a little bit in A Night Before Christmas. If these two had a fight to the death, <laughs> who would win this fight? 
And it's one of those segments where whenever it's a fight to the death with Sir Cole, <laughs> Sir Cole is always going to lose that fight. <laughs> so, even if, so there's another Christmas movie called The Princess Switch where one of the romantic leads is a baker. That baker's going to win that fucking fight. <laughs> yeah, like I even said when we watched, like a man with a baking sheet could, could take down Sir Cole. But I still love Sir Cole. I still love the, the Night Before Christmas. But anyway, we're not here to talk about The Night Before Christmas. No, we're here to talk about Christmas Prince. Mm-hmm. So the summary of A Christmas Prince, Sean, would you like Would you like to talk about it from, from your skewed point of view? Wow, wow. Those were some choice words right there. Yeah, uh, The Christmas Prince is about a reporter, a lady reporter who... Uh, wants to progress in her career, so she gets uh she gets put on this assignment to basically do a story about this prince. I'm gonna I'm, I'm explaining this terribly, but essentially, uh, uh, there's a the the prince. He <laughs> is he's a, gonna become a king. He he's maybe gonna become a king. He has to go through the ceremony, but. He's not, he hasn't been seen for a while. And if he doesn't go through this ceremony, he's not going to become the king. So there's some tension over, will he become the king? Will he not become the king? Who knows? So she gets put on this assignment. And when she gets to the castle, she's with a bunch of reporters. They can't get access to him. So she's like, you know what's a bright idea? I'm going to... She falls into accidentally becoming a tutor for... <laughs> just falls into it. A, We've all been literally there. Literally falls into it. Because it's like last year. Because the thing is, the security at this castle for the royalty of this country is so lax that anyone, it seems like anyone can kind of just stroll in there, mm-hmm. walk around willy nilly. Mm-hmm. And it's just a lot of logical problems that I'm not going to walk you through all. It's like 50 questions I have that I'm like, wait, but this, but that, wait a second. I don't know. Mm-mm. A lot of issues going on there. But anyways, she becomes the tutor to his little sister. Uh, things go- happen. Uh, she's the tutor. Then she gets outed. He's the prince that's going to be the prince is actually adopted. So he can't be the prince. No, no, so he's the prince. He's going to become the king, but he can't become the king because he was adopted. Um, she finds the adoption papers and then like an evil cousin, and evil ex steal them. And they like object his coronation. You know, I realize that this plot is way more convoluted than I realized. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of Christmas movies where it's like, oh, it's just I'm a girl from the big city going back to my hometown. But then there's always something like there's a big corporation trying to take over a small business and the town has to rally together. I'm looking at you, Christmas cookies. Wait, is that a fucking movie, Christmas cookies? That is a fucking movie, Christmas cookies. Yes. Oh, God. Uh, it's actually one of my favorites, but it's not it's not a Netflix one. What I love about made-for-TV Christmas movies, and I have to stress, it's made-for-TV Christmas movies, not just like a Christmas movie, made-for-TV. They've got some cliches. And this movie, let me count real quick. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. I counted 15 made-for-TV Christmas movie cliches. Okay, Livy, hit, hit us, hit me, slap me in the face. With those fucking cliches, beat me to death with those cliches, those Christmas cliches. Put those cliches in a Christmas stocking and just slam me with them. And a few bars of soap. Yeah, sure. And some okay. rocks and some coal. Some <gasps> syrup coal. 
put some coal and some circle <laughs> and beat me with it. Um, so first of all, we have a made up country. So the Christmas prince is the prince of Aldovia, which does not exist. What? That's it's a fake country? I've been lied to. You liars, Netflix, you dirty fucking liars. Now I I, I had my map out. I was looking for it. I, I figured out where it was. Now what? There might be a sequel where they go over a map of the world and where Aldovia is. Which country do they cut out? Which country do they cut out? I don't remember because I've watched A Christmas Prince multiple times, but the sequels I've only seen one, once each because they're... Christmas, the second movie is really bad, but the third one is, it's okay. What if they cut out Russia? Like it just takes place in Russia and you go like, okay guys, that's a big fucking gap. Like, So we've got a made up country, but not only do we have a made up country, it's a made up country where everyone speaks English with British accents. Like I can't tell you how many Royal Christmas movies there are where the prince is from another country with a British accent. And anytime there's a British accent, they always emphasis schedule. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, other things like related to romance, like, oh, I'm too I'm too busy to fall in love. Also, people aren't over their shitty ex. We have dead relatives. Our main character's underappreciated at her job. There's a meet cute involving a vehicle. Okay. Meet cute involving a vehicle. That also happens in the night before Christmas. And I can't tell you how many other Christmas movies like the two romantic leads meeting with some form of car or automobile phrases like Im- implying that math is just like hard, right? Like that's how we're going to bond is because math sucks, which makes me really upset. You've got like evil family members or evil exes. Handmade is better than bought Christmas baking. Of course, the multiple almost kisses like they're about to kiss and they just barely miss it. And the horse when he's. <laughs> Um, there's also the staircase outfit reveal. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. I was telling Olivia, cause you literally have a bunch of royalty and just the, the, the most important governmental figures of this fake country in one room. And yet you have this reporter who at the time everyone thinks is a tutor walking down the steps and literally everyone stops and turns to her. Yes, it's a trope, but it's also like, I I don't mean to be rude, but you are literally the least important person in this room. Like, I'm surprised people are just like, like, who is that? Who? 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 And then, and that also happened. It doesn't happen. It it happens. She did have a nice dress, though. She did have a nice dress. She looked fucking gorgeous. And she was still wearing her Converse because she's, you know, she's still the same on the inside. But you even have the staircase outfit reveal even in movies like The Night Before Christmas where there isn't royalty. Like Vanessa Hudgens walking down the staircase and Sir Cole's like, oh my God, I've got a major boner right now. Uh, You know, like he's still. (laughs) Do you think his boner is in the shape of a circle? I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. And then last cliche, there's an engagement, like falling in love super quickly, like these these idiots knew each other for like in like two weeks, right? Two weeks, maybe three weeks. You could say no, it, it was two weeks, but they spent a lot of that time like away from each other because she was exiled out of the country. So, but yeah, I just this movie's got everything: archery, shooting a gun, 
family mystery, evil family members, royalty, like a lady going from being a commoner to becoming a fiance to a king. And and when he proposes, he says that one line where he's like, how long are you going to, what did he say? I, I wrote it out. Do you remember? And I was like, ooh, he said, how long are you going to keep a king on his knees? Oh. <laughs> also, speaking of knees, I pointed out to Olivia. So when Sir Cole, I'm oh, sorry, when Prince Richard proposes, he gets down on his knee, you know, on a uh, you know, regular surface where earlier in the movie, when the cousin who's trying to steal the throne, he gets down on his knee. He needs a pillow to do it. He can't like just go down on knees like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sure there's a royalty thing. I'm sure they did something. But I'm like, oh, bro, you need a pillow to kneel down, kneel down on? So Richard's like, how long you want me on my knees for? He'll he'll kneel down like a man. OK, he will rock your world on on his knees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you, glo- you kind of glossed over it. I want to just talk about the gun. I like that he shot a so basically so one Amber she she Which chases is such a Hallmark movie name. Yeah. I mean one of my best friends is named Amber, but also like So she chases after Prince Richard. I can't remember why, but she gets on a horse, chases after him, and she gets lost in the forest, and her horse is like, eh, fuck off, I don't care. Bounces her off and runs away. She gets stranded out in the forest. And then a wolf appears. It's a lone wolf. A lone, one singular wolf. It's a bit weird. I'm like, oh, okay, Netflix. I see your budget. <laughs> Anyways, the one wolf, it's about to pounce. It's about to attack. And then Prince Richard, he shoots his gun. Bam, bam. Actually, it's just one shot. Bam. And then the and wolf is like, tiny pistol. Yeah, and just runs away. And it's just like, where did you, this gun come from? Okay. And also, like, another thing, I have, I know nothing about royalty, but I would think that the royalty would have at least one bodyguard by his side at all times, or just someone keeping track of him, because there's just consistently times where they're just, like, doing their own thing, getting lost. I mean, there's an event... (laughs) So the event where he's originally going to have his coronation earlier, you know, the whole town, everyone's there for him. And then he's not there because he just condemned a snowman to death by firing squad. Well, no, here, here's here's how the scene goes. Uh, everyone's <laughs> like, where is he? And his sister is like, oh, I bet I know where he is. So she and Amber go to the orphanage and he's playing with the orphans and he is, yeah, he condemns a snowman to die. He says, snowman, your, tri- <laughs> your crimes against the crown, against your country are worth the penalty of death. And he gets <laughs> this orphan's firing squad to <laughs> mow down this poor snowman. He's like, okay, everyone got your ammunition ready? You know, they get the snowballs ready. And, you know, if you think about it, if this, the, the, like the gingerbread man logic, if they're getting the snowballs ready, are they like essentially taking his <laughs> brothers and sisters to throw at him, to kill him with his own family? Is that the logic we're going with? And then the, the, the little shitty orphans turn on him 
and they throw their meat snowman meat balls at him and i'm like whoa is that treason you're attacking a prince right now is that treason and we established earlier in the scene the sister said hey we got a dungeon now she was joking to the person she's like oh you know i'll put you in a dungeon but it gets it, it comes back enough times that you kind of go i think they actually have a dungeon now could we put these orphans in the dungeon for their treacherous, treasonous actions towards the prince? I'm just saying they attacked him, you know? I just I just love my note. What's the character arc of the snowman since he's been executed by firing squad? Yeah, poor guy. What did he do? And also at this time, Prince Richard is like, he's walking with like a giant candy cane as like a sword. Yeah. Not very effective. Yeah. Like slice uh, people with that one. But also you're talking about like the bodyguards. I mean, this bitch just like waltzed in. They, yeah. she just waltzed in and became the tutor and like no one checked her ID. Apparently they had never interviewed the, tur- the, they'd never seen a picture of the tutor. Like just some American bitch was going to show up, be like, hi, I'm the tutor. And she even shows up like two weeks early. But also like, even if let's say hypothetically she was the tutor, right? They would have a check-in right away at this castle. She would have to walk up. There would be a security. There'd be a metal detector. There'd be people who would be like, who are you here to see? Oh, I'm the tutor. I, I'm this, that, you know, and they, they would call their people, right? So no one got that notification that the tutor walked right in. So I think that's like red flag number one. But yeah, those other things, you don't know what she looks like because it's, like, I think they said, oh, we use this service or something. And I'm like, sure, but this is royalty we're talking about. You, like, quadruple check that shit, you know? But you know what, Sean? You don't need to because it's the magic of Christmas. This is the Christmas magic. magic. Sprinkle some magic on there. Sprinkle some magic. We have to suspend our disbelief. We just have to believe I have in to the suspend my disbelief with this movie? Yeah. Because... The reason why the adopted prince ends up becoming king is because the king died a year before. He died before Christmas. He wasn't like he obviously he died unexpectedly because he had made an acorn ornament, which spoiler alert, that is very important in a lot of Netflix Christmas movies, the acorn and the symbol of Aldovia. So the king handmade an ornament every year and he made an acorn And he kind of like left a trail of clues in his diary, which the queen hadn't found the acorn until this year. She like found it kind of hidden away with some of their Christmas things. She's like, oh, he was supposed to give it to me last year, but he died before he could. And then Amber realizes she decodes everything. She's like, wait, there's something in the acorn ornament. She opens it and it's a decree from the king saying like our son can become the king. He's earned the right to become king from his attitude. And that's how he gets to become king instead of his evil cousin and his evil ex. So he didn't date his cousin. When I say evil cousin and evil ex, I mean that his, the prince's evil ex got together with the evil cousin so they could become king and queen of Aldovia. But that would be a more interesting movie though. (laughs) Also, I pointed out to Olivia and she agreed with me that the evil cousin looks exactly like Alex Moffat from SNL. Exactly. I mean, it's just like, just put black hair on the guy and it's just like, it is kind of crazy how much he looked the same. But yeah, um... Um, 
I just like, even though I am shitting on this movie, like I said, I did like it a lot more than I expected. I really like the two leads. I thought they both did a really solid job. They were both engaging as characters and actors. I mean, we're not saying like 10 out of 10 performances, but they did the job that they needed to do, unlike Sir Cole and Vanessa Hudgens in Night Before Christmas. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that we just watched The Night Before Christmas, like just out of the blue, and then decided to do this mm-hmm. because I think it gives you some context. Yeah, it does. Oh, it gives me a lot of context. <laughs> And I think, like, with A Christmas Prince, the chemistry between the two characters, completely believable. I totally agree. There's a lot of chemistry between those two. And it's like, chemistry is a hard thing. It, mm-hmm. There's a lot of times where we watch movies, and that is what seals the deal. And when it's not there, it really hurts. Yeah. And when it's there, it really helps. And these two do have chemistry, and they work well together. So, And I felt that even though they were in like a Netflix Christmas movie, I felt like their performances were pretty solid like the whole way through. Yeah. I, the friend, Amber's friends were a little campy for me. They were horrible. I hated them. I mean, I, I was complaining to Olivia that her her friends were so pointless because if you're if you have your side character of like who Amber vents to, it's the father. Her relationship with her father is so much stronger than the friends. The friends are like just asking her the most obvious on the nose questions. And also, why is there two of them? You only need one of them to have the same conversation because the additional one doesn't add any more depth. I it's just Yeah. It's kind of And you know, you were kind of making cracks about her dad, and I was like, oh, don't worry, he gets recast and it's even worse. Cause when I go back to watch a Christmas Prince, I just I really love Amber's dad. I think he's great. And then the new dad in two and three, terrible. I, mean, I I will say with the dad, I made fun of him in the first scene. I'm like, this guy looks like an ex-felon. He looks like really tough. Not, and I don't mean that like in a really negative way. I just mean that like this guy looks like he could really tear you a new one. <laughs> uh, for For a guy who's running a coffee shop and being so nice, like his like attitude was so um, opposite of his appearance in a way. And that kind of threw me off. But I will say he grew on me. He grew on me throughout the movie. I, I, I liked him the more I saw him. Just wait. It gets it gets real bad. Cool. Like Christmas Prince 2. I hate that movie. There, there's no plot. There's absolutely no plot. And then Christmas Prince 3 was, it was, it was okay. <laughs> Definitely. It, it, it was okay. It was okay. But All if right. I'm saying it's okay. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. All right. There aren't any elephants in it, like another Netflix Christmas movie. There's elephants in Christmas movies? Oh, yeah. It's, it's the it's one with thing? Rob Lowe. Yeah. Holiday oh. in the Wild. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Sanctuary. So, yeah. I've also recently rewatched Lord of the Rings. So when I hear elephant, I think of the Lord of the Rings elephants in the battle. Like just, Could you imagine a Christmas movie with like like a Lord of the Rings Christmas movie? Gandalf is definitely Santa. We're taking the hobbits to Isengard, to Isengard, to Isengard. Remember that? We're taking the hobbits to Isengard, guard, 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 yeah. guard. We're taking the hobbits, the hobbits, the hobbits. So you make a Christmas guard. song out of that? You do like the jingling, you know, like, you know, like snowflakes. We're on the hobbits to the North Pole. Yeah, yeah, like that. We're the hobbits to Santa Claus. It'd Claus, be like Claus, the, Claus. the Star Wars Christmas special, but with Lord of the Rings. <laughs> you know, there was another song that was like 
Potatoes, potatoes, boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Do you remember that? No, I don't. Oh, uh, well, I look like an idiot. No, you're not. You don't, you don't look like an idiot despite your Naruto band on your head right now. <laughs> that, yeah, that's... Y'all, I'm wearing an anime headband right, right now from Naruto. It's from the Leaf Village. Yeah. And it's like uh, glaring in my eye. Like when she gets the right angle, it kind of blinds me. I'm trying to move my head to make it. Trying to, she's trying to blind me right now. Oh, oh my eyes. Ah, ah, I can't see. I can't continue this podcast because I can't see. Thank God. Well, maybe we should go into final ratings now. Okay, yeah. So what are you rating this movie, Sean? You know what, Olivia? Because I have a feeling that this is probably going to be the best, if not one of the best ones that we watch. <laughs> I have to rate this a bit higher. So with my ratings, it's going to be on the context of Christmas, Netflix Christmas movies, not like what I would give a film in general. I want to give this a 7 out of 10. Also, with my ratings, because I earlier established there are only two Christmas movies I love, Jingle All the Way and Die Hard. So I'm going to ask myself with, Every single Christmas movie we watch or Christmas Netflix movie we watch, is this better than Die Hard? Olivia, I'm going to ask him, is, is this is this is this movie better than Die Hard? No, it's not better than Die Hard. <laughs> I have not seen Die Hard, so you're missing but out, you Olivia. You to watch Jingle All the Way in Force. like July 2015. Force. You loved it. You you enjoyed I did it. Love it. But it's it was July movie. 2015. It was you and me in your apartment eating sandwiches. And then I think my boyfriend at the time came over and you were trying to teach him how to shave with a straight razor. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think he ever learned. He never did. Oh. It's not hard. <laughs> I mean, I, I got all excited to teach time. him. I got all excited to teach him how to shave with a razor. And he <laughs> didn't learn. We had. And then I, because he refused to learn, I unfriended him. And then I think he died. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's dead. I'm pretty sure he's not, but I don't know. I, I mean, I if you can't that. shave with a razor, then you're dead to me. Oh, okay. Well, I Merry actually- Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia, what's your rating? Um, I would give it. 10 out of 10. A 10 out of 10. <laughs> Just wait, Sean. Just wait for the crap we're going to watch. Okay, Get now ready. at that. Oh, God. I, <laughs> I'm like <laughs> hyperventilating right now. I'm like, okay. I, uh, listen, listeners, you can't see this right now. Olivia, I, I'm going to describe He's to the listeners what I'm wine. doing. He's chugging a glass. He just necked mm. a glass of wine. Oh, God. <laughs> That's how I feel right now. Like It was the whole glass of wine. Like, I didn't know that he could shove that much wine in his mouth. I was getting pretty memorable? tipsy before, like, watching this movie. And then while we were doing this podcast and just, uh, I, had to, I, had to, I had to do it. I I'm going to take it in. Yeah. The next movie we're watching, Christmas Inheritance, I actively hate. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't so wait bad. for that. The fake snow is clearly soap bubbles, and it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I want to ask you, when you give this a 10 out of 10, that is a tall fucking order. Is that in the context of Netflix Christmas movies, or is that like overall? I mean, 
are you putting this above Avengers Endgame? <laughs> so, even though I saw Avengers Endgame 10 times in theaters, doesn't mean it was my favorite movie because I didn't want to see it for the ninth and 10th times, but I had to because I made a promise. So, uh, I'm, I'm just thinking like in the grand scheme of like Netflix Christmas movies, because I this has been one that I watch every year since 2017. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, I I think it's good. I just think that they need to tighten up their security and throw some more people in the dungeon. And then they have a, figure out the firing, the orphan firing squad situation. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, if if you have all those orphans and you need a firing squad to just shoot at all of your your treacherous snowmen, you know, like bada bing, bada boom, two problems solved right there. You get and some jobs, you get some you help out some orphans. And if you're in, if, I don't know if you, I don't know how much you want to know about the dungeon, but it might show up in one of the sequels. It's and it gotta might- show up. It can't not show up. They talked about the dungeon like three or four times. I want a dungeon to show up. And when we get introduced to the dungeon, I want there to be, a skeleton shackled up in there. And then we go, <laughs> wait, did someone die in here? Did someone die and you just left the body to rot in here? Like, is that what's going on? That is what I want from this Christmas Netflix movie. In one of the sequels, we spend a long time in the dungeon. Wait a second. They should <laughs> They should have brought the snowman to the dungeon and... <laughs> <laughs> and put him shackles around him and then he just melts around it and he's like help me help it's me. like bro i'm melting and we're like we're torturing you motherfucker until you yeah. you stop being a bad snowman and then he's just melting no him. it's because frosty the snowman has been committing tax fraud since like the <laughs> 1960s and 70s it's and they finally got him <laughs> they what finally a piece got him. of shit Oh, well, Olivia, it's been a great time. I wish you a very merry Netflix Christmas. Thank you. You can go fuck yourself, Sean. That's the wrong podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, hoo-ah. What do you want our sign off to be? <laughs> um. By the way, listeners, so you know, the f- fuck you is from my podcast. Fuck your opinion. I'll put a link to that below. And the hoo is from Olivia's podcast, Year of Pacino. Also, we'll put a link to that below. You can listen to us in either of those podcasts. Uh, both are pretty great. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Very Merry Netflix. Yeah. So. And we'll have great updates because Olivia loves to do those polls, those Instagram polls. Oh, you know I love it. Questions. So So get ready to be engaged. You know, be engaged. Like this movie, you're gonna get engaged to the Christmas princess that is Olivia. (gasps) I'm a Christmas princess. Oh, sure. Only if you get down on one knee for our (laughs) listeners and say, "Who's who's 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 better, Prince Richard or Sir Cole?" We know it's Prince Richard. Yeah. If 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 you say Sir Cole, I'm gonna come find you, and I'm gonna <laughs> say you're wrong, and that'll be it. I'll just walk away. But I'll just Sean's making a list. He's checking it twice. He's gonna come down your chimney, and he's gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna say who's naughty and who's just absolutely wrong. <laughs> um. Yeah. What should our sign off be? 
Okay, well, let's 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 walk through this. I mean, like I said, a very merry Netflix Christmas. That's one way to do it. Um, I mean, you say Al Pacino would never. I say fuck off. Um, like Merry Christmas, Sean. Or it could be twenty four sleeps until Christmas. I mean, it could also be like okay, twenty four days to go. Because if we're doing the counting, mm-hmm. um, so it's like uh, we could do oh, thank you for our twenty fifth day on to twenty four and etc. etc. That could be another idea. Um. Only 24 more days until that fat man is sliding down my chimney. Kurt Russell is pretty lean, Olivia. He's He's got you it. You know, you know I would allow Kurt Russell to choke me out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're saying you want Kurt Russell Santa Claus to choke you out. I mean, when we were watching Kurt Russell movies earlier this summer, what did I keep saying? You, you wanted Kurt Russell to choke you out. You know, I just want to... I just want to clarify that you're okay. You know, I understand the nor- I understand the normal Kurt Russell, but you are specifically referring to Santa Claus Kurt Russell to choke you out. Is that your Christmas present for Kurt Russell to choke you? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen uh, the Kurt Russell Christmas movie, but I've been told he might be a leather daddy. So I'm very excited. So when so like six a.m. on Christmas Day, you're sleeping. <laughs> And he just hovers over your bed, starts choking you out. And he just whispers in your ear, Merry Christmas, Olivia. And be like, and to all a good night. Yes. Even though I need to stress, it's 6 a.m. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm just saying the Santa Claus. He's like, Merry Christmas to all and mm-hmm. to all mm-hmm. a good night. Mm-hmm. It's one way to wake up, you know, with vultures in your cup. What a good sign off be take whoever's the male lead of the movie and be like, would you want this guy to choke you out? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want Prince Richard to choke you out? Absolutely. Okay. Well, you heard it here, folks. That's our current ending. (laughs) What about you, Sean? Would you want Prince Richard to choke you out? There's nobody I want to choke me. No, I don't want to be choked out. That's not my kink. That's not my thing. No, (laughs) it's not mine either. I'm terrified of being asphyxiated. You're the one who suggested it in the first place. So it's obviously a thing for you. I don't know where do you get off, Olivia. I don't know. I don't know your life. But all I know is that if Amber wants to walk down my staircase, (laughs) she can first build me a staircase, and then she can walk down it. And I would say, thank you, Amber. You look beautiful tonight. That was terrible, Sean. Wow. Thanks, Olivia. Well, listeners, we'll figure out a better sign-off for the future. In the meantime, Olivia, have a very merry Netflix Christmas. Sure. I'm not even gonna... All right. Bye.